It's the One-Eyed Dog Podcast, and we are here with Smitty Guy and special guest Maverick. Good to oh, see you, Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's landed yeah. the MIG. <laughs> the MIG 2. He's pulled it up down at the Mount Gambier Airport. Here he is, Dave Maverick Sigley. Good to well, have you on, Dave. Good to be back, boys. Thanks for allowing me to come back on after those controversial comments last week about me being on well, thin ice and being cut and all this sort of stuff. So it's just... good to be here. We just call it as it is, don't we, Smitty? Well, that's exactly right. Hello, Guy. Hello, Dave. And hello, listeners. And welcome back to episode 14 of the One-Eyed Dog podcast. And Dave, nice to see you. Have you got a bit of a movie review for us? Yeah. Well, uh, can you, um, you've seen it three times. Can now, you spoiler tell us alert, we may have some listeners that haven't seen Top yeah, Gun yeah, 20 times like you have. So don't, don't give it away. <laughs> I think listening to the podcast last week, Cam, I reckon you said it's just the same as the first one. So yeah, you had to see it 12 times to give us that synopsis? Yeah. Yeah. Just get, get down on the podcast. That was, that was a pretty detailed review you gave us there too, Dave. I'm glad we've seen it. <laughs> Three times. All right. I'll tell you what, he got serious then. He called me Cam. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, why am I going with Cam? Very serious. He did say we've, got him we've got him rattled. If he's well, calling me Cam, he's, 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 uh, I think it's because he, he sold us in his pre production meeting that he'd been talking to lawyers. So they'd be they'd be referring you as either Cameron or Mr. Smith. So yeah. <laughs> I know I'm in trouble. If then. he calls you Mr. Smith later in the show, we're in all sorts of trouble. All right. Now, the big news it's Sunday, the 26th of June. Just over, well, just under two days since the game. It's 6.03 p.m. we're recording at the moment, and we're in the eight, boys. Yes. We're back in the eight. And I think we stay in the eight. We don't, it doesn't matter. The, the one game to go. Port Adelaide. No, Gold Coast. Like Gold Coast and Port Adelaide or something. Makes so no that, difference. It doesn't make no difference. So we stay in the eight. So we're equal on points with Richmond and St Kilda. We normally no. get into the eight with enough wins, yep. and the percentage doesn't normally get us over the line. But plenty of games to go. We've got to hold that percentage. But really nice to be at the end of round 15 with a percentage of 120.9. we got the fifth best percentage in the eight. All right, so if it comes down to percentage towards the end of the year, even for a top four spot, which it often can do, yeah. we're in a good position, but we're not getting ahead of ourselves because we've got to keep winning. Well, you yep. kind of did. You just spoke about a top four spot. That's getting ahead of yourself <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right, so Friday night, we played the Hawks. We played three quarters of footy. Because for some reason, yeah, we were yeah. asleep in the first quarter. What happened, boys? Well, I actually think it wasn't as much as us as asleep as Hawthorne were dominant. They were ferocious at us. They tackled super hard. And then when they got the ball, they spread wide. They chipped it around. They held possession. I think the idea was just not let us get our hands on the footy, which worked. But I remember watching it and going, well, this is a bit frustrating. We haven't got off to a great start. But we're okay here mm. because I feel yeah. like this is the best they've got. And I know how we're playing certainly not our best. And when we got our hands on the footy, I thought we can turn this around. Yep. Now, I didn't think 13 goals in a row kind wow. of turn around. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were spot on. It was the best they had. I mean, they did play very well in that first quarter. And what was noticeable was they were just going down the middle. So they were playing yeah. very aggressive football. But then when we sort of, I don't know, cottoned onto that and, and lifted our pressure, 13 in a row, they didn't kick a goal for 63 minutes. They played like we usually play. They, they were, like you said, centre clearances. They were running fast. They were, yep. they were in front. And so something just switched, didn't it? We, kept, we like the break records this year. Bont got another goal, so his records continued, a goal every mm. week. And the 13 goals in a row was the most consecutive goals all season. He's had a week off, and he's done some research. <laughs> That's what he's done. <laughs> That's why he was watching the trailers, because he's seen them all before. So he's on his phone, just Maybe you, through. Maybe you blokes might need a week off too. <laughs> oh, you're going to carry the show next week? Good luck going solo. I'll be right. <laughs> so, look, we were very, very good. We always like to talk about our highlights. I feel like a broken record, to be honest, because I'm just going to say the same thing again. 
Riley West every week. Yep. I just think he goes up and up. And I reckon, and I'm going to say something here. You might find this controversial. I don't know. Listeners, I don't know. You might find this controversial. I reckon Tom Liberatore is in the best form of his career. Mm. Oh, great call. The love for Liber on social media at the moment, there's mm. like there's like appreciation and fan pages that yeah. you just, we can't get enough of him. And yeah. not only is, is his footy, but it's his personality as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. seems to phase him. He's right. he's happy to get in a bit of a scuffle, but he's also happy then to go and get 30 touches and absolutely dominate. So mm. I think sometimes um, history says blokes like Liber, not Liber, but like him, get under people's skin and they're annoying and, and those sort of players. And Hawthorne had one of those players who's like oh, that, yeah. and we'll talk about him later. We'll get, we'll get there. But those players are often a bit one trick, and that's that's their idea is to get under people's skin and annoy them and put them off their game. Where Liber does that and then gets thirty touches oh. and eighty five percent efficiency. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He, yep. he he was phenomenal. Dave and I watched it on telly for new listeners. Dave's coming to us from Mount Gambia. I'm not that's in South Australia, if you didn't know. The great state, as Dave would say, although sure. we have had some conjecture on social media on our Instagram account. <laughs> We've had some <laughs> very honest feedback about that. <laughs> about whether it's actually the great state or not. It, it is, it is. Uh, <laughs> normally I would be there live, but I was away for the weekend, so I picked it up on TV and Smitty was there representing the One Eyed Dog podcast live. So it's interesting to see the difference between when you're there and, and what you see on TV, Smitty, but Sort of from the box, I mean, Libba was just unbelievable again, breaking it open, getting on a run, just seems to be finding space, just doing mm. everything right. Yeah, strong-handed marking contest, always yeah. good in close and contested footy, great with his hands. He's a great user. Like, he's not textbook style kicking, but he's just a good user of the footy when he kicks it. So, mm. yeah, he was brilliant. But speaking of Riley West, and you mentioned him early, Guy, great call. I was thinking about this, and if that was a junior footy game, like, he gets the coach's most improved award. He oh. gets the free cheeseburger for yeah, the yeah, coach's quick. most improved. I actually saw him interviewed after the game, and I don't know if you – well, Dave, you might have seen that. Interview. I did, yeah. You, you wouldn't – he was very, he was quite, again, he was stern, wasn't he? He was very serious. There's no sort of lightheartedness. He's out there with a job to do, and he's getting the job done. He's focused. <laughs> now, Dave, you saw the interview with Riley. You saw the game. You got all four quarters. Who or what were your highlights? Yeah, well, I'm going to go for something a bit different. And, and obviously, you know, you, you could say, you know, Bonce was just just at his best again. And uh, the Mount Gammy boy, Timmy O'Brien, was solid. He was good, like, Timmy. And so, so in that, there's a few players that I thought just did their job. That uh, players who are having second chances at it. So I thought Josh Shackey was solid, kicked a couple of was goals. Good. Jamara, I thought took some really good marks up forward, and he shanked one at the in the first quarter, I reckon it was. And we've oh, all wasn't that uh, oh, we've we're all done a shank right off the side of the yeah, <laughs> yeah almost yeah. at ninety degrees. In the situation, he just got got on with it. I reckon he's turning a corner. You know, you get these opportunities, you got to take them. And I reckon a few blokes like himself and Shaq and others um, just did what they had to do. So I was very impressed with the the next run. So we got our bonds on that, and then the guys under it did what they needed to do. Yeah, it's a great call, Dave. I totally agree. And I had Shaqy down here as well. I just thought he played the game with more confidence. So mm. he attacked that ball. He marked like contested marks, pack marks really cleanly. He's got great skill. So I think he's a confidence player and his confidence yep. was up. And the same as Jamara, he came into the game more. And I, I think, I mean, I think we're all prepared to give Jamara time. We know he's a, a superstar, a super talent and will be a superstar of the game. But my highlight was the spread of goal kickers. Yeah. 12 yeah. Goal kickers. Was it 12 again? Something 12. Like Three to West. Two to Norts, Shaggy, Dunks, and JJ. Welcome back, JJ. JJ. It's great to see him kick our first goal, too. Yes. yes. Awesome. And then, you know, Bon Chibara, Lib, Timmy O'Brien hits the scoreboard. Uh, the Danny Brush, Dale and Sweetie. Solo ruck. Whole game. To yeah. That's yep. a tough gig. What's happened to yeah. Steph Martin? Is he injured? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's injured. injured. Yeah. Okay. 
can I just make call here? I, I would, and, and we, we said this last time, I would keep Sweet in there when English comes back. Sweet and English played together, and then Sweet got dropped the next week when English yeah, was there. So I reckon we've got to keep the, the both of them in there. Yeah, I think for continuity, and I think we can't keep having when English goes out, Sweet comes back in. I think Sweet needs, well, he's earned his spot. He, should, he shouldn't be dropped. He should no. hold his spot on, on merit. He had a great game. <laughs> so we've talked a bit about how we played and how we had a great win, and it was fantastic to see, but the game wasn't without controversy. There was a bit of rough and tumble, and the next thing you know, it's all it's on for young and old, and Norts is, well, he's stripped down, basically. And <laughs> he actually said in an interview after the game that he was quite happy because he's been doing a lot of chest work in the gym. So he was <laughs> like, oh, he was happy to have, have the pecs out on display. But it did get me thinking, is that too far, playing with an exposed pectoral muscle is that too far <laughs> like, at what point do you say Look, you know what i've got to go and put a shirt on well i think years ago there was a, a, an incident where the big will minson who we spoke about last week on the podcast had his entire jumper ripped off <laughs> and i remember him sort of playing another four or five minutes without an, any shirt on <laughs> and i think there was sort of 50 percent of the crowd pretty happy about the fact that he's running around with his shirt off and i went and, off to the room of mirrors i did yeah i signed up for a gym membership <laughs> we did say that he uh he liked the scuffle, Will. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that he had, it, he had it torn off. But it also got me thinking about how many jumpers they have. They must just be able to run them out in the numbers. Although, uh, do you ever remember in the old days when they clearly didn't have a number for everybody and someone would get their jumper ripped and then they'd come back on with like 47? <laughs> yeah. Choco would be out there and he'd yeah. be playing as number 47. Down <laughs> 47. <the line. laughs> Sign him off. There he is. <laughs> got to mention. There he is. You got to mention. So, look, we've been talking about, you know, Going too far, and then I'm going to say, I'm going to say, look, a bit of scuffle, whatever. But when Norton had his headband ripped off, for me, too far, too much. That was too too far. far. He also pulled at Norton's golden locks, and he don't touch those. That's not he don't pull someone's hair. That's not on either. And we mentioned pests before, and players who get under your skin. And Sicily is one of those players. That's his tactic. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it doesn't. And if you're going to do that and sort of have a bit of a swagger and a bit of a smirk on your face. Maybe don't do it when there's been 13 goals to nil kicked yeah, against you. It wasn't yeah. really the time to play games. If yeah. I was the coach, I wouldn't be loving that. And now, when else do you reckon, gents, have people just gone too far? Well, I've got one of recent times, and I don't know this umpire's name, umpire number oh. four. It was umpiring Bulldog-Collingwood game, I think it was, when Buku was pushed oh. in the back, and then the free kick was played against him, <laughs> and he just said, what was that for? Bang, 50 metres. Too far. Do you, do you know too- what, I don't even think he verbalised it. I don't even think he said what was that. I don't because he was smiling. Yeah, and he's got like in disbelief. And all I think all he did was put his arms out, and that was mm. it. <laughs> that was fifty minutes. He came and look at the umpire. Don't look. Don't you look? So that's too far. Number four, umpire number four. Yeah. Well, You're well and true. Well and truly, <laughs> too far. Dave, what do you got for going too far? Smith, have you got another one for us? <laughs> I got a few. <laughs> I, I, I do have one, but it's not. Um, it's actually against us, and I don't know if I want to. Uh, bring that's all right. It up. No, let's hear uh, it. Roll with it. it. No, we're, well, we're a balanced podcast here. Okay, we'll just, we'll right. just cut it out if it's <laughs> not. And it's an old, an old teammate that we loved. Uh, not teammate, a, a player that we loved. Uh, Stephen Krediok. Yes. Oh yeah. 
Remember the night he played on Matthew Lloyd when Lloyd oh, came back? Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, not too far. I'm ruling it not too far. Tell us what happened, Dave, but I'm already ruling it. He was, I know exactly what you're talking Lloyd, about. Lloyd had one of those uh, finger protectors on his broken fingers and he'd gone out there. And, you know, it's, it's all fair in love and war, as they say. And I know when players in the past had gone out with strapped up their shoulders and players would sort of give them a whack in the shoulder. But remember that night, Credit was punching Lloyd's finger. I remember thinking, oh, is he going a bit far? But you boys reckon he wasn't? No, you, you go out there, you say you're fit, you're ready to play. Okay. It, and and look, was it reportable? No. Was it even worth no. a free kick? No. No. Free kick. no. If you're not out there and fit and, you, and you, your two hands aren't up to it, go back to the change rooms. Simple right. as that. We'll, right, we'll rule that fair then. Keep going. <laughs> I love that we've just said pulling up the headbands too far, but whacking a bloke <laughs> in a broken hand's fine. Well, you got to have limits. You've got to <laughs> draw the line somewhere. <laughs> exactly right. Right, I've got a big one here. Oh, here we I've go. got a really big Well, I've got a couple of big ones here. I'll start with the biggest. Ross Oakley, you went no. too far. This for True. listeners who perhaps are younger or don't know the reference, it's back in 89, 1989, that is, a long time ago now, <laughs> when uh, Ross Oakley was the architect of basically trying to get rid of the Footscray Football Club and merge us with the Fitzroy Football Club who eventually merged with the Brisbane Bears. We can all see how well that went, uh, how much of Fitzroy is left in Brisbane. Not much, but we rallied against him because the dog said, no, Ross, you've gone too far. Exactly Now, in right. the same spirit, it was about well, eight years later, I think it was the 1997 Brownlow medal, was it? Yes. Brownlow uh, medal count? Yeah, 97. Uh, yeah. yep. Now, there was a young man by the name of Chris Grant who was watching the count from his home he shared, I think he shared the home with Brad Wirra. He either shared it with Brad Wirra or he was at Brad Wirra's house because I remember it because the cameras went over there. He wasn't at the Brownlow Medal because he'd been suspended for a week by the umpires. Was it, Smitty? No. No. Oh, no. No. It wasn't the no umpires. Umpires. Was it oh, he wasn't reported on the day. No. no it wasn't reported on the day. And then okay. there was trial by video in that. Yeah, that's right. So he was, reported, he was reported in trial by video, was he? No. No, no. he wasn't then either. Oh, no. So then there was a bit of media hoo-ha mm-hmm. about him not getting reported. So then Ian Collins came over the top as the... He was actually the uh, AFL Director of Football Operations, whatever that means. DFO. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. So apparently well, he, wasn't, he wasn't the boss then, was he? No, no. Well, no, he but... wasn't the head honcho. Yeah. So he came in over the top, and what did he do? Did he actually report him, or did he just insist that he go to the tribunal? He, ins- <laughs> he insisted that they reviewed it, and it was like the Wednesday night, though. Yeah. And then it was all sort of rushed through, and it was like one yeah. week. Everyone was saying... Well, if he's found guilty through whatever process and how bad it is, it should be two. Yep. But he got one. He got one. No, he got the one. Cost him the real life because he actually won it. He got more votes than I think it was Robert Harvey. Yes, Harvey. He yeah. put out. Yep. So Grant had more votes, didn't get it. And to, and to that point, Chris Grant oh. was the only player in history that had won a Brownlow outright and mm. not not actually Do you know who the next yeah. one was? I reckon I remember it. Um, Corey McKernan. Corey McKernan. Yeah. yeah. He went out, I think. He, no, he didn't he win it. outright, did he? He drew, he drew it. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, Ian Collins, too far. Now, Dave got a little bit controversial a moment ago with Creedy Hawk. I'm going to get a touch controversial and say, have you watched the incident of recently for what Chris Grant got reported for? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. What do you reckon? Could be a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit cruder than I remember. <laughs> it's a fair, 
fish, man. Wow. But it was the nineties. It was different. It was yeah, the times were different. Oh, back then, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. eye contact was different. <laughs> different context. You can't look at it through a current day lens. All right, let's move on. One's just come to me, and it was, um, and it's, and we've obviously in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a bit of this with uh, Shay Bolton at Richmond. Is the the showing the ball to opposition players? Oh yes. We, we had a yes. player that did that. One of my favourite players at the time, Bendigo boy. Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown. Yes, yes he and did. Like against North Melbourne. I reckon he did it in the first quarter, didn't he? <laughs> did <laughs> he hold it up? He hold it up or show it all. He held it up when he was running and shook it in the air and turned around and had a bit of a giggle. And uh, we ended up losing the game. And I think Too he did far. in the first quarter. <laughs> Too far, Brownie. Too far, Brownie. Too far. Too far. Yeah, well, that is while we're sort of on the controversial ones, and yeah, um, I've got another one. So the great Barry Hall, when he came to the Dogs, it was uh, it was good times, and certainly he was a great focal point for us up front. He played really well for his um, 39 games with us. And when he retired, he was a little bit sad and emotional that he was, he was retiring from the Bulldogs, but also retiring from footy full stop. And he made a bit of a speech. And he said, oh, I'll always be a lifelong Bulldog. <laughs> 39 of his greatest games. 39 out of about 260. Did he? Yeah. And, and he did play in the Swans' only premiership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too far, Baz. Did, did he barrack for the Dogs? Huh? Yeah, I reckon I he feel did. like he barracked for the Dogs. I don't know, but I know there has been a subsequent interview. He has retracted that statement. Oh, he has retracted, he has retracted it. it. Oh, okay. He knew that he went too far. Can you take us back, Smitty, to an mm. incident in the 1980s you just wouldn't see today? No, well, we did earlier talk about jumpers coming off and being ripped mm-hmm. off and yep. players exposing the left pectoral or uh, or um, other parts of their torso. But there was a certain player in the mid-80s who took his entire jumper off by himself from the boundary line from the boundary. after being dragged from the runner. He's on the bench, and the one and only Brad Hardy, uh, he and Malthouse, Mickey Malthouse, the coach, had, you know, had a turbulent relationship. He basically was dragged for something he did. He got to the bench. I think in his own mind he was leaving the club. And I think it's called I'm going out swinging. So he's <laughs> taking his jumper off. He's standing there, and we'd never seen any part of his upper body because he'd always wore the long sleeves. He did have the he's long take, sleeves. Yeah, he's <laughs> taken it, taken it off, looked up at the coach's box, and swung it around. Which I don't know exactly what that means. But yeah, I was about to ask you, what, what is that a symbol? What does that mean? I don't. It feels uh, like a victorious. Like, yeah, I think it's a, I'm out of here. I think right. that's what he was saying. Right, so, right. That was mid eighties. Uh, I think we were playing Carlton at Wave. I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. well, that's probably, I think, fair to say, Brad, gone too far. <laughs> so, Smitty, you had one more, which this is, this is, this could be the heartbreaker. Let's hear it. Yeah, I'm it? sorry for any Bulldog supporter out there. I hope you're sitting down now, and maybe I shouldn't bring it up, but this person went too far. In 1997, deep into the last quarter of the prelim final, Libba gathers the ball, snaps over the over his shoulder. It goes post-height. He lands in Paul Hudson's arm. They're celebrating. I'm celebrating. Every red, white, and blue supporter celebrating, thinking we're in the grand final. And the goal umpire decides it's one point. Oh. This comes up randomly. I can be at a pub or I can be at work or you can be anywhere at all. And someone goes, do you know, I know someone who's behind the goals. It was definitely a goal. <laughs> it just seems to pop up every now and then when people go, no, no, no. I know a bloke. Oh. His neighbour friend yeah, right. was sitting behind the goal yeah. and they yeah. told them no question told, no question definitely yeah. a goal. and this is obviously before they had video review because we're talking about tony liberatore tom liberatore's father and i there's that iconic picture of him 
on. I think he's being lifted up and he's giving the one yeah. finger yeah. celebration. He's been sort of by baby by Paul Hudson or yeah, right. in his arms. <laughs> oh, it's in his arms, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, well, just absolute certainty. I've nailed it. Yeah. One point. Okay. Yeah, I have up, not met one person yet who has said that 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 wasn't a goal. It might have something to do with the people hanging out with who are mad Bulldog supporters. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, yeah. you should move over to South Australia and find out yeah, the other yeah, part of my story. No, I'll be right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, goal umpire in the 1997 prelim, you went too to far. <laughs> All right, gents, we have got another massive game. And, I mean, we keep saying this, that we're doing it the hard way. So, we've yeah, lost games it. that we should have won earlier in the year. And now we're coming up against some big teams. But I was talking to my kids about this today, and I said, well, you know what? If you're going to win the grand final, you've got to beat everyone. Yeah. You've got to be better than everyone. So we've got yep. Brisbane in Brisbane. I think it's Thursday night. Is that it right? is. It is. Another Thursday night. Brisbane in Brisbane on Thursday night. Going to be a very tough game after they got smashed by Melbourne. Mm. So they're going to be on the rebound. We yep. just have to win it. Well, like, like you said, Guy, about us doing it the hard way, every game from now until the end of the year is basically an elimination, an elimination final. That's mm. how close it is. I was just looking at the ladder before, and we're two games off second spot. Well, hang on. Okay. But we're also two games off, you know. But what I'm trying to say oh, is that everything, everything is so close at the moment. Every game yep. is a must win. Well, I was chatting today at uh, Junior Sport this morning, and I was chatting with the great Maddie Campbell, who was – Oh, we've oh, yes. got to mention there. Yes, yeah. yeah, who so spoke to us, joined us on Twitter at West Bulldogs Pod. During the week, because um, Frode, our good friend from Florida, he hadn't seen the uh, footage of oh. Simon Beasley trying to kick that goal on Carrara mm. with, uh, as the crowd poured on. And Matty Campbell, who I know, said, um, I, I knew he was involved. Either he had someone on his shoulders or he was on someone's shoulders. And he said he put someone on his shoulders. And the rule was brought in after that incident that you yeah. couldn't actually put someone on your shoulders. Funny that. Anyway. Man. I was chatting with him this morning about this exact same thing. I think we'd rather, if we're good enough to make the finals, get in by beating these top eight sides and knowing mm. we're good enough to match it with anyone if we get there than winning four yeah. or five games against the bottom side. So you make it on points and you make it, but can you match it with the best sides? Like if, if we're good enough, true. we're yeah. going to get in and we know we're going to be good enough. Yeah. Because we have had that experience where we've just, just scraped in before by, mm. you know, beating the easy beats and then week one. Never look like it, and then it's all over. It's really disheartening to get knocked out in the first week, to yeah, be honest. It is. It's painful. So I think you're right. If we can beat – what do we got, Dave? We've got Brisbane. We're playing – Melbourne is in there. I know we're playing Hawthorne we've and Sydney. We've got Brisbane and Sydney. And we've, yeah. we've got Sydney. We've got Frio. Both away. Both away. Frio, Frio, Frio over there. Frio's Frio at Marvel, thankfully. Frio's at Marvel, but we, still. We've got the massive drive down to Geelong, where, where, where oh. we just can't win anyway. We can't um, get in. Okay, you know, yeah. good luck. Good 42 luck. people can get in, including <laughs> players and coaches. We've got Saints at home. Um, yeah, we've got Hawks again, GWS again. So there's there's winnable games in there. But if we win every game from now until the end of the year, we'll win the grand final. <laughs> well, <laughs> well said. That's all, it's in our hands, isn't it? So just going back a step there, Smitty, you mentioned a, a great friend of the podcast, Frode, and mm-hmm. uh, he recently tweeted you, and, and I got a screenshot of it, and he disputed the fact, and I've prided myself of being the, the Josh Bruce of this podcast because I think I'd, I just gel well in the podcast and when I'm not on, the numbers go down. And Frode disputed that I was the Josh Bruce of this podcast. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed by that. Yeah, wow. I, was too, I was too, mate, because I think, you know, I think um, Josh Bruce has had, had more game time than you've had podcasts this year. So <laughs> I think Frode was off the mark myself. <laughs> well, I think Frode, I mean, Frode, shout out to you, Frode. 
Yep. Probably our number one listener, I think, in terms of Ooh. engagement. No question Ooh. there. Ooh. Uh, love interaction with Fro. Love hearing from him on social media. He did dispute Dave's claim to be Josh Bruce, mm. and I reckon it's not a bad claim. Dave's just made his own claim there that numbers have gone down. We had one week, one week, where for some reason the numbers were down when it was me and Smitty. <laughs> we put it down to a late recording and a three-day only a three-day window to get up the numbers. I don't think anyone anywhere no, suggested it's because it. you weren't there, Dave. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> well, speaking of fraud, he's just actually tweeted while we've been recording. So there's a. American podcast called A Yank on the Footy Podcast. Oh, yeah. Now, he is up to episode 180. So this is a gentleman who loves Aussie Rules footy, based in America, and he tweeted that he's had 30,000 downloads. So well done to Yank on the Podcast. And I said congratulations to Yank on the Podcast. And I said we're just just starting out, and hopefully um, we can uh, hit some kind of numbers like that one day. And then Froze jumped in and said, quote, unquote, See what happens when you spend your time recording podcasts instead of watching Top Gun over and over. <laughs> Ouch. Well, burn. Burn. well, maybe if you were a bit more committed, we would have more listeners. Because listeners tune in now, they don't know who they're going to get. They yeah. don't know if they're getting Dave. They don't know if they're getting Guy. They don't have Smavers. They just don't know. Froach Fro- uh, shot me down like I'm Goose. Well, I don't think he was impressed with you heading off to that other studio last week either when you no. should have been with us and you're no, in the Mount Gambier no, recording studio. That, that's in the hands of the lawyers now, those comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dave, we we never know week to week if you're going to be here next week. Hopefully, you'll be here next week to talk us yeah, we'll through. We'll, okay. Well, we'll, we'll get on to that. So don't make anything. What if a good movie comes out five o'clock next Sunday afternoon? We, we, we just don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I okay. think when's Thor coming out? Is Thor out next week? I'll be oh, is, is it not well, already out? You'd know. Yeah, you'd know. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you updated anyway. I like that you Thanks, went mate. from like literally in the space of five seconds, yeah, I'll be on, to I'll let you know. You really <laughs> backtracked pretty quick there. So, all right. So, Dave might be on next week. We've got to beat Brisbane. Hopefully, we get Timmy back. We've got to fire early. We can't come out to a slow start. Any last thoughts on what we've got to do this Thursday night of all nights to win the game? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do personally before Thursday night is watch the Dogs Brisbane final at the Gabba last year to get myself up for the game. What a game that was. I'll be watching that to get myself up because Mm. we'll have to settle in. And as we spoke about last week, Guy, sometimes watching from home, it's pretty tough when you can't see the uh, the entire ground. Mm. So I'm going to get myself up by watching a rerun of that final against Brizzy. Okay. Dave, any prep for you ahead of Thursday night? No, no real prep, but I would just like to see him. Maybe we could come out and kick the first five goals of a game. Oh, I'd love that'd be nice, it. wouldn't it? Something like the Port Adelaide final last year would be really oh, nice. Instead of playing a game, and I, I know, I know, we like, we kicked thirteen in a row last night, right? That was fine. But that's not going to happen against Brisbane. Brisbane no. aren't going to concede thirteen nah. in a row. So no. come out, kick the first five. Don't play catch up footy. Norts is going to be critical as always. And you know, all those players we've mentioned, those top players. But Dave, I reckon you hit on a really good point earlier. And that was that our mid-tier players mm. are so important. And I almost feel bad calling them mid-tier because yeah. they're great contributors to the team. But maybe that's where it's won or lost. Well, someone's getting messages. We talk, or yeah, that maybe that's the time to say the podcast is up. Maybe that's the wind-up. Oh, I'm sorry if you're cooking dinner. I better go. <laughs> <Dinner's> <laughs> on. All right, boys. Well, thank you for joining us. 
We will be back on the One-Eyed Dog podcast. Well, we're going to record next week. It's a Thursday night, so we yeah. could be a few days after the game. It's a bit tricky to record on a Friday. And Saturday, there's a lot of sport. We might be able to swing a Saturday afternoon. We'll see how we go. We'll be back on the One-Eyed Dog podcast next week. Smitty, Dave, thanks for another great episode, and we'll see you next week. Go dogs. Go doggies. Go to dogs.